Hi, I'm Debbie Kinnerman, and welcome to Dare to Hear the Podcast, where we equip you and challenge you to dare to hear the voice of God. Well, today I am delighted and so excited to introduce you to my guest, Michelle. Michelle Duez is a prophetic processor. She's a prophetic coach. She is a prophet with a strong pastoral gifting and years of experience as a prophetic trainer. She's stewarded the prophetic processing revelation for over a decade. And Michelle is an invaluable resource to people looking to step into their destiny. Now, Michelle's also worked with Keith Ferrante and the Emerging Prophets in Vacaville, California, serving as a prophet and a pastor at our home church um, in Vallejo, I should have asked you that one, California for over 15 years and mentoring individual sons and daughters to activate the call of God in their lives. And Michelle is going to talk to us today about prophetic processing. So here's my question to you, my listeners. Have you ever received a prophetic word and then not known what to do with it? Or you sit and you wait for God to do something for you and then it never comes about? Well, that's what we're going to talk with Michelle about because she has been given like this revelation from God about prophetic processing. So Michelle, can you talk to us about that? Sure, I'd love to. Um, Prophetic processing is something that the Lord gave me years and years ago when I was just really questioning. I'd received many amazing words over my life, but I just, I wasn't going anywhere with them. Nothing was happening with them. And I was in a culture where um, going from conference to conference seemed to be what we were doing. And we were just really hungry for one prophetic word after another. And it made us feel really good about ourselves. But then that was it. We weren't doing anything with it. And nobody was necessarily saying, hey, this is what you do with your prophetic words. Um, And so I would listen to them and I would meditate upon them and feel good about them. I feel good about myself for a moment. Um, And then one day I had this encounter with the Lord and I won't go into all of the details of that. But in that encounter, the Lord began to talk to me about how important it was that uh, we process our prophetic words. And he said, I've given you these prophetic words for you to find your identity, for you to find your purpose, for you to accelerate in your life. But you're just, and he, and he just kind of showed, he was speaking to me, but he was talking about the bride as well. And he says, she just sits on the couch enjoying my prophetic promises over her life, but she's not doing anything to line up with them. And he began to just over the next few weeks, give me this process that I do now with people in my coaching sessions. And I teach online um, of how to really glean your identity that the Lord is speaking into you from these prophetic words, along with the word of God. Um, also to, you know, a lot of our, a lot of times our prophetic words will have promises in them. God is going to do this. God says this. So we do, we sit around and we wait and we're just like, okay, God, you're going to do this. But what we don't realize is that is a promise. That is God's intent in our lives. That is what he has for us, but he's waiting for a number of things to happen. Just like a good father who wants to give good gifts to his kids, but doesn't want them to squander them, doesn't want them to break those good gifts. So he's waiting until there's a maturity. He's waiting till there's character. And he's also waiting to see, hey, I've spoken this promise over your life. Um, are you going to do the things that that is required to align yourself to really be able to walk out the fullness of that promise? And um, so that is something that we dive into with our prophetic words, discovering the promises of God, what's his responsibility, what's my responsibility. Uh, within, within some of our prophetic words, we'll find what we call commands and conditions. 
just like in the word of God, he says, um, you know, anyone who feeds the homeless and takes care of the lost and the widows, I will bless their lives, whether you're righteous or unrighteous. So that's a promise of God. That's a command of God. And there's no condition upon that. But then there's other conditions. Um, there's other promises that do come with conditions. So it's just learning, uh, you know, how to decipher that in our prophetic words and then how to really acclimate or not acclimate, but how to, um, find acceleration through processing those words and discovering our next step. What do I do next? What do I do with these promises? What do I do with, with my identity? What do I, how do I stand with this? How do I war with my identity? How do I war with the promises of God? Can I do that? What does that look like? These are all questions that I've had for years and the Lord's just taken me personally through this process and I've seen huge success. So now I get to teach others to do it as well. Yeah. That, one of the things that um, in the class that I was with you, um, when you were talking about this, that stood out, I was like, okay, well, I know that I have a part and I know that God has a part, but I never looked at it as part of what is my identity and then what are the promises and what is it that I need to like, like, what can I do now to line up with it? I mean, I say that to people, like we have to figure out what we have to line up. We have steps that we have to take, but I had never broke it down in the way that you had done um, when you were teaching in that one class that I was um, participating in. And I, I absolutely love that because I, you just look at the whole word and then you talk about what's your identity, what's your responsibility, what's God's, and then let's get you from where you're at now so that you're walking in that. And, um, that was just eye-opening to me because I talk about it, but I never had given people steps for it. And what I love about that is not only do you do um, prophetic one-on-one -on -one coaching with people and prophetic processing, but you also have classes and stuff mm -hmm. online that you do. Now, um, can you, is there like a testimony or something like in your, like in your own life as you were walking this out or something um, that you can kind of share with people about? So they kind of get an idea of what, what this prophetic processing looks like if they were to play it out. Absolutely. I have a number okay. of testimonies. Okay. okay <laughs> good. Uh, I would think that the one that for me has been the most transforming and the most impactful has been a prophetic word I got. I received this word in 2003. Okay. Um, by a trusted, a trusted prophets, a mother and father in the faith. Um, and they spoke this word over me. It was a really long word. And when I received the word, the Lord told me that this word had, uh, it was like a 10 minute long word. Okay. <laughs> so there was 10 or 15 minutes. It was a long, long word. And he said, this word has five years, 10 years and 20 years to it. Wow. And as I, as he broke that down to me, I was like, oh, and I didn't even fully understand what that meant at the time. I just trusted. I mean, I heard it so clearly as I was listening to it. So I listened to this word hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And one day the Lord was like, how come you haven't typed this out? How come you haven't processed this yet? And I was like, I have this word memorized. What are you talking? I mean, literally I have, I had listened to it hundreds of times and there was times where I would listen to it and I would know, Oh, that's exactly what the Lord is speaking to me right now. That's exactly what the Lord is saying. Okay. Now I, I know what to do. I know what not to worry about. I know where to focus my prayers, my intercession. So as I began to type this word out and to process it the way he would, he was showing me, I realized something really powerful and I was in this season where I had felt like all, 
I was in a really good place. And then all of a sudden it was like the well dried up in my life. Mm -hmm. It was like, there was physical, um, physical things were going on where I was in a lot of pain, emotional things were happening, rejection. It was just like, my life blew up and I couldn't figure out like what had happened. And I kept repent. I was like, Lord, I don't know what to repent of. Please show me where I've sinned. Please show me where I've gone wrong. Anybody done that before? You know, totally. turn and you're just all of a sudden like, what did I do? You know, why did I, what, what did I do to invite this? But as I was typing out this word, I get to this paragraph and in this paragraph, the gentleman who was prophesying over me, he says, You've gone through a number of training grounds, but I see two more training grounds for you to go through, not necessarily before you're released in ministry, because you're already in ministry, but until you're released into the very, into the next, you know, um, season of your life. Uh, and he said, in these training grounds, one is the training ground, he says, it's two schools. One is the school of rejection, and one is the school of faith. And he goes back to the school of rejection. And he begins to describe it to me. And he says, this school is so important because there's so much that you're going to learn during the school of rejection that you cannot learn from a book. And you're not going to learn any other way except to walk through it. I began to weep because I realized, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me in that moment and said, Michelle, everything that you're going through right now is because you're smack dab in the middle of this school of rejection, but you haven't recognized it. You're thinking it's personal. This is your training ground. And I just began to weep because there was so much relief. I had thought, I'm a very intimate lover of the Lord. We have a very close relationship. Yeah. And, and I just felt like, what had I done? You know, what had I done to evoke all of these things that were happening? And people who I loved and trusted were, it felt like they were turning on me and misunderstanding me and I was being misrepresented and, in the end, it ended up that they came and repented to me and just said they were jealous because of the things that were going on, you know, the anointing and the call that was on my life and they could see that. And there, it, anyways, it was a whole other thing that was going on, but I thought I had done something. So I went through that paragraph and I completely processed out the, the, those two schools. What does the school of rejection look like? What is it meant to do in my life? And I dove into it. And I began to learn so much about what I had just gone through in the last two years. Uh, and then what I was still facing, I cannot even tell. I mean, what I learned during that school is invaluable. And then he showed me that the next school is the school of faith, mm. where I was to first begin to believe God for the little things. And then I was to believe God for the impossible things. And I'm in the middle of the school of faith right now, believing God for some impossible things. And if I did not know that it was a school of faith, again, I would see, I would feel as though the circumstances in my life was his rejection or his inability to provide. But what I recognize is, no, I'm in a school of faith, so I need to know how to stand on the word of God and the promises of God, and I have to trust that the things and the, the desires and the dreams that he's put on my heart, that he has those for me, but he's seeing how, is she going to know how to contend for this? Is she going to yeah. build the muscles within her faith and within our relationship to be able to withstand all that I have for her? Am I going to be able to build upon her life the very things that I desire to, the very things that are within her? And so the school of faith is, is just as important as the school of rejection. But th that to me, I think, was the most profound revelation and comforting aspect of prophetic processing that I received personally in my life. Wow. And I, I think I just got a profound revelation moment of my own, too, <laughs> because I'm thinking, huh, the school yeah. of rejection. <laughs> 
I never really <laughs> thought of it that way, but then I'm like, huh, raining ground. I love that. I love it because we've all had seasons of that where we felt just different things, but, but looking at that, I mean, that was in your prophetic word, but God's great, right? He can give us that revelation oh. in our own life too. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And so, so that is Ah, I love that. And how you had probably just processed, like not, I mean, you read it, you had it ingrained in you, you knew it verbatim, but yet you hadn't dove into it. And it's kind of like that with the scriptures too, right? Like we we read scriptures, but when we come at it with a different mindset of really diving in to dissect it, we get so much more revelation out of it. So So that's what you're doing with this prophetic processing. I do the same thing with the word of God that I do with prophetic processing. Sometimes, um, like if there's a life scripture or a chapter or something that I've just dove into that I dive, yeah, dove into, then I'm looking for Lord, have you written within the scriptures, my identity? Are there promises within here that I can stand on? What are you saying about me personally? And are there next steps in this scripture that I've read over hundreds of times, but I haven't asked that question. Prophetic processing is really all about asking the right, correct, the right question. Mm. I discover when I'm working one-on-one with people and I'm processing through their words, there's so much on the page that is cryptic. You know, the prophetic language can be really, um, it's really descriptive, but like there's this lady the other day I was working with and it was, she had, she had three different words we were processing And they all had to do with gates and doors and the gates of hell and the doors of heaven and the glory and, and all of this stuff. And I finally, we were having a hard time discovering, she's like, where am I to be focused? What am I doing? What is my purpose? And I took a step back and I said, this question popped into my head, what do the doors and the gates represent? Mm. And as I asked the Holy Spirit that question, he said, people. And as soon as the Holy Spirit spoke, they, it, they represent different types of people. All of her other words, everything else in her words fell into line. And there was so much understanding revelation. And as soon as I said that to her, she goes, oh, that makes so much sense. Because this is what God's been talking to me about. This is where I've, I mean, she just, and it was like everything just kind of domino effect fell into but I had to ask a spirit of, you know, that spirit of wisdom and counsel has to be present when you're prophetic, when you're processing your prophetic words. Right. Right. Um, And this is something that I tell, you know, in my classes and, and when I do one-on-one coaching, the, I think for me, the biggest key is recognizing that your prophetic word is really an invitation to a deeper conversation. Mm, I like that. It's an invitation to a deeper conversation. It's not the final word. It's like, here's a key. Would you open the door? And then would you open the next door? And would you go to the window? And would, you know, I mean, or you open a door and there's a fireplace and an armchair and he's inviting you to sit down and talk about this one sentence that's in your prophetic word. And then he just downloads all these other, all this other stuff. So we have to be willing to take time with the father. And what are you really saying here? What does this really mean? Right. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Because I think um, when I cut my teeth on the prophetic, I came from a very conservative church background. So when I got into the prophetic, it was all about getting personal prophecies and getting words and getting people to give them to me. And so then like, I have all these things and I'm thinking, Oh my goodness. I have these years of things that I didn't even know that are on tape. Yes. Same here. 
you know, how far back uh, that those yeah. go. Um, Me too. And I did, I did, I was obedient. And I did type them up, but I don't have them in front of me all the time like I do with the ones that I've recorded because it's easy to get in the car and just play them through. But um, what would you say to somebody that like has like me that has years of those? Like, do we focus on the ones here and now? Do we like, do we even bother with these ones from way far ago? Or what do we like, where do we start? Right. That's a really good question. And that's a question that I get asked often. Uh, I would start with Take some words that are now words that you've received recently, but then also ask Holy Spirit. So first of all, first of all, I just want to say before I do anything, I, I just, I take myself before the father. Mm -hmm. I just get with the Holy Spirit. I get with Jesus and I'm like, you know, the words over my life. I believe that you inspired them. You spoke them, you directed. So if there is a word that I have forgotten about that you're wanting to bring to memory, that you're wanting for me to pull into the present, would you remind me of that word? That's would good. you, would I, would I, could I find that tape? Would I, you know, cause a date to come to my mind, whatever it is. That's and then good. if I get something, then I go to that tape. I'll, and then I'll process that out and I'll bring it in. And oftentimes when that happens, there, I see a completion, but then I also see something that's undone. And I go, oh, wow, I'm right in the middle of that right now. And now I have some clarity. Um, mm. So I wouldn't say toss out all of those words. Okay. I, would, I would take a few of the ones that you're really meditating on right now. And then if there's one or two from the past that you're like, man, every time I listen to this word, it's really powerful. It's empowering. But I know there's more to it that I just haven't I just haven't dove into it yet. Mm -hmm. um, and I would do, like I have the one from 2003. I have processed that word so many times, but yet because it has a five-year, 10-year, 20-year span to it, yes. um, and in 2023 will be the 20th year. So I know that I'm at the latter years of that word. I'm now processing that word mm. in a whole new light with an understanding that this word this has to do with times and seasons and where I'm at. And I also recognize that I, there's some things that I can accelerate, mm -hmm. you know, and then there's some things where I just need to be patient and stay faithful with what I'm doing. So I would do both, but ask the Lord, there's no formula to this. I have a, there's a structure that we follow, but my biggest caution is that we create a formula because that formula then removes relationship. Yeah. And that's so good because God isn't about formulas. I mean, no, if it was then, then we would all know that you do this and do this and everybody gets yeah. healed when you pray for them. Um, yeah. It is that relationship piece. It is that hearing piece. And I love what you said, Michelle. It just, um, it just makes your relationship with the Lord just stand out for uh, all the listeners and even those viewers that are watching you. Just there's this closeness that you have with the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. And I think that is why he's entrusted you with this revelation of prophetic processing. It is, um, it is in my mind, it's revolutionary. I mean, I've been teaching the prophetic and, and equipping people. And I tell them, you need to figure out what God is saying. What's the message in this? But I've never taken it beyond that. And I think what you have to offer is so powerful and is just going to open us up to really walking into our kingdom identity. And I think that too much and too often lately, like the body of Christ and people, we get so focused on what somebody else is doing and not what on what God is wanting us. Yeah. To. 
And, or why did they get that word? I remember the first prophetic word that I ever got. I'm like sitting in the room with all those pastors and leaders and I'm on staff and I'm like, Ooh, I want their word. Ooh, I want their word. And then they, she gets to me and I'm like, I don't want that word. I want, I want, I want, you, I want what they had. Like, But it was so important for the season that I was in. Like when I went back and the Lord started speaking to me, he's like, would you stop saying that? Cause I gave you what you needed. Right. Yeah, like, okay. And yeah. I think that's what, I think that's what this prophetic processing and these classes and these coaching things that you have to offer and why it's so important for people, because I think that we could get so unstuck. Like we've been stuck. Um, I've been stuck. I get stuck. It's like, okay, well, why isn't it happening? You know, I'm tired of people saying the doors are wide open. I see you going out to sea. And I'm like, really? Cause I feel like I'm hitting the seawall every time, yes. but it's like, I got to go back and I need to process what is it in this that I'm missing. Yeah. And it, it was just, it's eye opening for me. It's eye opening for me. So, okay. I know you have, um, classes, um, on your website. You also have personal coaching. So can you just tell my listeners how they can find you? Um, and just like on your website, right. Yep. And then any place else that they can connect with you on social media that you want them to. Sure. Awesome. Um, so my website is propheticprocessing.com. And on the website, there's a couple of different things under, under the services tab. I have prophetic courses. So if you click on that, it'll show you the upcoming classes. I actually have on the 24th, um, August 24th, I'm not sure when this will air or not. Um, I have my very first group coaching where normally I'll do group coaching with couples or with a family or a group of friends. I've done that and that works. And that's actually a lot of fun. It's like this prophetic processing party with your girlfriends kind of thing, or your family have done husbands and wives. Um, and it's a lot of fun, but this is the first time I'm doing it with just complete strangers. So uh -huh. it, and I'm limiting it to 10. So that's on August 24th. Okay. This will air after that, but I'm going to just okay. tell my listeners that I know I'm going to do this before, but I have a question now. So my husband and I pastor, have you ever done it for churches? Have you ever done prophetic processing for pastors in the churches and the words yes. that they get? <gasps> Okay. Okay. Yes. So this, this will air after August 24th, oh, okay. but I know that you'll probably do it again. But I do it once a month. Yeah. Oh, so you do I'm, it once a month. I'm going to start okay. doing the group coaching. The open group coaching is once a month. Um, and you can go on my website to check out those, those dates. I am doing September 7th. I'm combining now. I used to do identity separate from promises and times and seasons and all of that. Um, but I'm coming, I'm combining um, teaching people how to uh, process their identity and the promises of God in one class. So it'll be a two-hour Zoom class, and that's okay. on September 7th. Okay. So they can go to my website. There's always classes coming. Um, they can find me. Again, that's propheticprocessing.com. They can also sign up. There's also individual coaching tab right next to that. Um, and then let's see where else. Oh, I'm on Facebook as prophetic processing. So please, I follow you I there too. Facebook page. Yeah, I have a Facebook page. I have a private group that I've just started. It's kind of a pilot group um, that I'm going to try some things because in a in a couple of months I'm going to open up and I'm going to do kind of like a subscription where I really I'll limit the number of people that can be in a private group and we really dive into. Um, processing our words together, mm -hmm. finding our identity together, making identity statements, but also creating a supportive community. So oftentimes our family 
doesn't recognize the call of God on us that we, that is there. And we struggle with standing in our identity. We struggle with how amazing we are, how glorious we are. But I feel like if we could build community where you get built up, and we really process things together and, and challenge each other in that um, and champion each other in that. And then there, you're able to go from that group and create that, you know, um, at home or in your, in your home group or in your, you know, your leadership at church or, or whatever, wherever you're leading or wherever you're at. So um, that is something that I'm, I'm working on um, in the future as well. Oh, good. Well, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for all of the things that you shared with my listeners. I hope that they find you at propheticprocessing.com, that they um, jump on some of your classes or that they even um, connect with you for private sessions. Um, in fact, I know we were talking about that off air because I like have all these things now and now I'm like, oh, I need to do it for the church and I need to do it for my ministry and I need to do it for myself. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so I'm so, uh, thank you for being a guest with us today. I just, I'm thank so excited for what you have to do and for, um, we didn't have so much time to dive into it, but I just want to tell people that like, you just like have this whole um, like color coding and everything mm-hmm. that you do. And, and it just, gives people a really huge opportunity to just solidify who they are, their identity, what God is calling them to do. And it's just awesome. Um, Michelle, would you either pray for us or give us a prophetic declaration or whatever God's put on your heart um, just to close us out here as we close out this episode of the Dare to Hear podcast? Sure, absolutely. Um, Father, first of all, I just want to thank you because you created us in your image and you created us with um, our identities completely connected to your identity. And as we dive into who you are and discover even more of your glory, even more of your creativity, we discover more of who we are as well. And I just, I bless each listener. In fact, I I uh, just release over each listener a fire of identity and Mm -hmm. a a hunger to dive in more to knowing who you are, to knowing who they are. And I ask Holy Spirit that you would hover over each one of them, that you would stir within them the embers that are there. For some, they're already on fire. They're already pursuing you. And for others, they feel this little ember that is just burning a little bit brighter today after hearing this podcast. And I ask that you would blow on it. Mm-hmm. And I thank you, Father, that you are already speaking so many words of encouragement to yes. us. Um, would you empower them today through your, through the word of God and through their prophetic words and in each and every relationship where you, um, we bring you the greatest glory when we are living in our, to our fullest selves. And I thank you for prophetic processing. This was your idea mm-hmm. and it's your time to shine. Um, through your sons and daughters. So I just, I thank you for Debbie, for what she's doing. I ask that this uh, Dare to Hear would double um, in the coming weeks and months and years. I thank you that she has such an incredible influence that her voice goes further than she realizes. I thank you for what she's teaching and imparting to her listeners. And I bless every listener to grow in the things that you have for them. In Jesus' name, Mm. amen. Amen. Oh, Michelle, that was so good. Thank you for releasing that over us. You're welcome. And thank you for that. Thank you for that over me too. I'm like, (laughs) 
I can go back and listen to the recording. So, so I just want to thank you listeners for listening to dare to hear the podcast where we encourage you to dare to hear the voice of God. Thank you for listening today. I'm Debbie Kitterman. And if you were encouraged in any way, we would be honored if you would subscribe to our podcast or our YouTube channel. Would you leave us a review or drop us a comment there? And also if you would share this, we would be so honored, not just for the dare to hear, but also for Michelle and her prophetic processing, because I, we just want to get this message out there beyond just ourselves and our circle. So could you share this with your friends, point them towards Michelle's prophetic processing.com and then sign up for some of her classes, because I promise you, you will be so glad that you did. And with that, I thank you for listening. And I look forward to having you tune in next week. Have a great week. Bye. I'm not